Today on Sister At, I want to talk about some things that I think that most of us women can say that, hey, I've been through this, and that is rejection. Rejection is one of those things that I enjoy talking about because it's something that as a child and even in my young adult years, I had to fight. I had to make sure that I was confident within myself so that no matter what I felt because of my childhood, because of how I may have been treated uh, growing up, um, I had to make sure that I loved myself even if I didn't feel loved by people. However, now that I'm older, I do see that I did sabotage a lot of things. Um, I destroyed relationships before they were able to, um, before they were able to get started. And even if they did get started, I found something, or I found a reason to self-reject myself from it because I felt like at the end of the day they were going to leave me anyway, or at the end of the day they were going to hurt me. So I purposely move myself or uh, excuse myself from a relationship, whether it's whether it was with friends or in a relationship with a male, I removed myself because I could remember the feeling of rejection, the first sign of it. And, you know, if I be honest with you all, it hurt. And even like now, whenever I feel myself getting that way or I think I'm about to be rejected for something, whether it's a business idea or a business opportunity, what I do is I'll put myself to work doing something else or I would go back to the drawing board with whatever it is that I think I'm about to be rejected on to try to master it so that, hey, you can't reject it because I went back and I reviewed everything and I made sure that I dotted every I and I crossed every T so that you cannot find fault in whatever it is that I'm presenting. Now, that sounds good and it may have looked good on paper, my presentation may have been well, etc. However, life is life. And there are times when you may think that you have what it takes and you may be put together, you may know that you look good. And people on the outside, they may look at you and say, hey, I know that she looks good, but there's always going to be somebody to say, I bet to differ. Um, come back next year or come back when you have uh, done a better job in your research or no you're not my type I like this type or I'm more attracted to another type and so no matter how you prepare your life or how you prepare yourself for success what I found out over the years is that there are always going to be doors that's going to be uh, open just a little bit to cause you to feel rejected so that you won't go in but even if that's the case, what you have to do is you have to push yourself through the door anyway and say, yes, I may be rejected. However, I know what it feels like. And I know that the first time I was rejected, it didn't kill me. So that must mean that rejection don't have any power. So when you realize that rejection do not have any power over you, then you would not allow anything to torment you. You would not allow fear to torment you. Now, for me, I'm an entrepreneur by heart. I love businesses. I love starting them. I love investing. I love talking to people, especially women who have a business idea. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it because I love to see people in a position to where they say, I refuse to be selfish. And I tell people often, if you're starting a business, then what you're saying is, I do not want to be selfish. I have an idea. I have a solution. 
hear me roar. So whenever we get ourselves in a position to where we have put our hearts in, put our dollars you know, to the table and we're trying to make a difference in this world, um, what I love about helping people is that sometimes people that would get halfway through that they would stop because of they may have had two or three doors to shut. But then I love to tell and give my testimony and say, hey, don't just be upset about the second or third door because you're going to have many more doors. You're going to have more doors to shut than those that were open. But what I've learned is, sisters, the doors that closed on you that was for your good. It's always to make you, it's always to make your skin tough. The rejection is not to kill you nor intimidate you, but the rejection is to put you in a, in a um, how can I say it? To put you in a different position or in a different mindset to be prepared for the big game. You know, I used to coach basketball and and before our games, I will always study the takes from the previous game or the takes from the team that we're getting ready to play. And one of the things that I always prepare myself and my uh, my team was, I will always try to prepare to say like, hey, in any given scenario, what could be the outcome based off of the habitual plays that this team has played on us or maybe another team. And I studied, I studied, I studied, you know, to prepare myself. But what has happened or what had happened at one particular game was that I studied, I prepared, but then, you know, they uh, they did a play that we wasn't prepared for or they did something that I wasn't used to. So we had to learn to adapt. However, we were still ready because mentally we was ready, physically we was conditioned to handle whatever it was that they were going to give us. So even though we could have felt like, oh gosh, you know, we done made it here and now we're not going to win because we're not really prepared. No, they really were. Even though they made the other team may have uh, strategized a different type of press, my girls, they was ready. They was ready to beat that press. And needless to say, you know, we won, you know, so, the rejection, if if rejection has it way, uh, or has her way, I like to call rejection, if you don't mind, I would like to uh, say uh, it's in a feminine way, but if, if she were to have her way, then she would have you sitting in the corner with your thumb in your mouth, rocking back and forth, giving up because it will have you thinking or she will have you thinking that you're not good enough, that your ideals are not good enough, that you're not worthy enough. And we all know that to be a lie on a good day. Hear me now. On a good day, sisters, we know on a good day, we know that we can't be touched. On a good day, we know that we're intelligent. On a good day, we know that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. On a good day, we know that we are more than a conqueror. But on those off days, that's when rejection, she wants to rise up and say, hey, now you know that door closed. Now what you gonna do? Or you know that relationship didn't end so well. No one's gonna want you. No one's gonna want you. You know you done gained such and such amount of weight. Who's going to want somebody like that? And then if we're not careful, we'll start rehearsing those thoughts. We'll start rehearsing what rejection has put in our head. And then we'll start thinking, well, maybe rejection is right. Maybe no one will want me. Maybe my pitch is not good enough for, for someone else to hear. Maybe my idea is not good enough. Maybe I will continue to 
work this nine to five job every day because I'm not good enough to stand on my own and to launch into the deep. Maybe I would never be married again because my other relationships has proven that I cannot hold a man. So what do we do? We, we, we stop. We stop and, and, and we, and we become afraid sometimes to execute and to move forward. For the last few months, I, I've been saying on Facebook to inhale and exhale. A lot of times whenever you go in and say you're getting a shock or I've had a catheter done before, that may be too much information, but um, I've had a catheter done and, and the lady or the nurse who did the catheter, she said, whenever I uh, get ready to insert, I want you to inhale. And so when she said it, once I inhaled, it felt different. So even now when I have to get a shot or if I'm going through some pain or, or I'm having to experience something that I don't like and I know I'm not going to like the outcome, I will inhale right when the punch happens or right when the insertion takes place because for whatever reason, it does something for me. So inhale and exhale. Now, when we exhale, I want you to release out every negative thought, every negative word that has been presented to you, whether it was you yourself or whether it was your uh, your ex-husband, whether it was your boyfriend, whether it was your girlfriend, whether it was your wife, whether it was your mother, your daughter, your sister, your brother, your uncle, your aunt, the teacher from the first grade, whether it was the person down the road, it doesn't matter who said whatever, exhale and the thing about exhaling is that 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 when you exhale what you're doing is you're releasing the gas you're releasing everything that could possibly harm you and i think we forget to do that so as we continue on this journey as we continue on with this year 2020 i want you to inhale and i want you to exhale and tonight i want you to start exhaling everything that will cause you to sit down and to be silent i want you to exhale anything and everything that will tell you that you're not good enough i want you to exhale everything that would tell you that you're not successful or that you're not beautiful whoever told you that lie i want you to get them out of your system i want you to say hey i may not be beautiful to you but guess what i am beautiful to myself and i know for a fact there is someone else that is looking at me and i want you to hold your head up high and i know we've, we've said stuff like that in the past and and you know we you know we know how to hold our heads up we know how to arch our back and we know how to walk out when we go into a room and those are on our good days but i want to encourage you on those bad days i want you to have the same mentality I want you to still hold your head up. I don't care if you're the only female in the boardroom. I want you to hold your head up because we know statistics says that, that a woman would not raise her hand if she is the only one or if she's the minority in the room. She would not raise her hand to ask a question. She may have a question, but she won't ask it because of intimidation. But no longer will we feel intimidated. No longer will we be uh, walking in a ramble or a spit of rejection because we get ready to get rid of that. This is our season. This is our season. This is our time. This is our time to take advantage of what God has purpose on the inside of you. But before you can do anything for anyone else, before they can receive the overflow from you, you must empty yourself. 
You must empty yourself of every toxin, every toxin that has been given to you, that has been breathed upon you, that has been inserted to you or through you from people, through your ear gates, through your eye gates, through your, your uh, reproductive organs, anything that's been given to you that has tried to reshape you and cause you not to be the individual that God has said that you, that you are supposed to be, I want you to get rid of it. Don't be mad at the person. Don't be mad that you allow them to do this to you, um, but just be free to say, hey, you did it, but no more. I walked in that, but no more. You know, I know that may not be good grammar, but you know what I'm trying to say. I would not from this day forward, allow myself to stay in the corner and feel rejected. I would not. I owe myself and my fellow sisters the respect and the courage to move forward in bonus in the things that God has called me to be in. See, those are the type of words you have to say to yourself. You have to remind yourself, I am bold. I am fearless. I am more than a conqueror. I am blessed and yes, I am highly favored. When I walk in the room, things change. Why? Because I'm confident and I know who I am and I have the right words in my mouth. I would not stutter. I would not go blank. My mind would not go blank, but I will always have wisdom in my tongue. Wisdom, she would be my sister. Knowledge and understanding will be my keepers. When I enter to a room, things change. So, I hope that encourages you. We're going to continue with this self-growth, but I know for a fact I have to deal with rejection because rejection, she likes to knock on all of our doors, no matter what color, no matter what your ethnicity is, no matter what you are uh, socially, as far as your socially economic, no matter if you're rich, poor, in the middle, it doesn't even matter. Rejection, she likes us all but she can't have us today. And that's the kind of attitude you gotta have. No, so what? Okay, that door closed, so what? There's other doors. And let me say this, if you allow that one door to close, then what you're saying is that you're not enough to go up to another door. And one thing about doors, there's two ways that you can get into a door. It's through the handle, or if it's a sliding door and it opens. There's two ways. A lot of times with the sliding door, you have to be there. You can't just wait, but you have to be there once it's ready for you to open. And this is why we got to get ourselves together and get our minds together and, and be encouraged and be empowered because there's many times where those doors and opportunities are open, but we're somewhere else trying to open up other doors and finding the keys to try to unlock it and turning the knobs and, and all that. It's taking a whole lot of time when God is saying, listen, I have opened up doors that no man can close and close doors that no man can open. I challenge you this week. Today is 9-14-2020. I encourage you to find an open door for yourself this week. Be encouraged, sisters, and we will make it through this year. God bless.